grateful for our uh, talented instrumentalists, grateful for their gifts and their willingness to share them with us. It's good to see you back uh, this Sunday. I'm enjoying being back. I uh, had a chance last Sunday to go visit my son and his family to worship with them at 11, but I watched uh, the service at 8.15. Uh, you got to participate with our 8.15 uh, service and uh, have the opportunity to hear uh, Evan preach, and I know that you enjoy having the opportunity to hear him preach. He always does such an outstanding job, and I'm grateful for that, but it's good to be back uh, with you this morning. These last three weeks, today included, our next three messages are going to come from the book of Philippians chapter 4. Uh, we're going to wrap up this series on cognitive behavioral theology and the unique union between uh, if we're going to be whole as God would have us to be whole, the wellness that God would uh, desire for us, uh, there is this intimate relationship that, uh, that is physical, that is psychological, that, that is emotional and, and mental. And these are all spiritual and woven together, um, inextricably woven together. And if we're going to, to have wellness, as God would desire it, uh, our focal point has been upon establishing this firm foundation of Jesus Christ, Him being the cornerstone of our life. And so we want to look at Philippians chapter 4 these next three weeks as we conclude this series before entering into the book of, of Romans uh, sometime next month. But we're going to be looking in particular at Romans chapter 4 and uh, verses 5 through 9 will serve as our focal text today as we talk about peace. The talking self, the listening self. It's always interesting to me how you plan sermons uh, sometime in advance in a topic, a series like this, where you're gonna look at, well, what issues are you going to address as you talk about something like uh, uh, cognitive behavioral theology, what areas do you want to cover? And so you, you look ahead and you think about different things that you want to, to cover, and I think it's intriguing that here we are, if it's, if it's not providential, I don't know what is, but here we are in a week where the news has been captivated by war that our topic for today is, is peace. But it's a different kind of peace that Paul is addressing today. It could be the remedy for war if it was applied and practiced by nations and leaders, but they would never find themselves using such resources as the counsel of the Apostle Paul. But the peace that Paul is, is speaking to has to do with a war that goes on between our ears. Man-made wars, wars between nations, all have a starting date and an ending date. But the peace that Paul is addressing has to do with a war that goes on in the human mind that is unrelenting, that is unceasing, that goes on for the totality of our lives. You see, there's always a conversation inside our heads between the talking self and the listening self. There's always two voices that, that are working in our mind. There, there's never a time when, when we are not talking inside our head. It's our decision-making process. There are a thousand conversations that you and I have every day inside our head. And whether you're aware of it or not, it's those conversations, it's that kind of self-talk between uh, the talking self and the listening self where you make choices and decisions in life about the path you're going to follow, what you want to be, how you want to live your life. 
I spoke this past Wednesday afternoon to a group of uh, student athletes, and I was asked to do this topic of, of the talking self. I was preceded by the sports psychologist of, of the athletic department, and he framed the talking self from a psychological perspective. And I, I followed him, and I talked about the talking self from a spiritual perspective, basing it upon the proverb, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And just that morning at 545, that, that group of student athletes had been, had been through an hour of, of fourth quarter drills, just unrelenting gut-wrenching hardship. But the real battle of going through that fourth quarter drill, it's not so much physical because no, no strength coach is, going, is ever going to do. Your body can take whatever they do, but it's, it's the mental side of that experience. It's training the human mind to push the body when, when, when the human mind intuitively uh, goes into preservation mode. It wants to pull back in times of, of conflict. No, you have to train the mind to push the body. And you can be sure that in that indoor training facility, Wednesday morning, there were a thousand conversations.